Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Bards Nation Rising. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher. Soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And it's Friday, February 10th in the year 2023. The world gets a little crazier every day as we talk from chemical weapons in Ukraine to the continued problems of chickens not being able to lay eggs thanks to poisoned food. New rumors that Joe Biden is actually dead and that he's being replaced by his brother, <laughs> and yes, if you think there's satellites, we just shot down another balloon. They're all falling out of the sky. All of this in the context of Bard's Nation and Bard's Fest. So we're going to touch on a few things and set the context and talk about really the objectives for Bard's Fest this year and why it is so important for all that we've been building in this amazing fellowship. Patriots, before we begin tonight, I'm going to brag a little bit about my pillow's new pillow 2.0 because I just got mine. And I'm going to tell you I I really appreciate a good night's sleep. And I don't get a lot of sleep, but I appreciate it. what I do get is a good night's sleep. And I'm going to tell you right now, I handed to Mike Lindell, he did reinvent the my pillow. And the my pillow 2.0 is amazing. It's got very equal temperature regulation as promised. It's got great fluff and fill as promised. So what you want to do is head on over to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, and you're going to take a look at this new MyPillow.2.0, and it's awesome. You're going to be really happy with it. I guarantee it. You're not going to be disappointed. All you have to do is scroll down the chart and get your size. Just put your weight to the color, which gives you the density of fill. It's amazing. So I would really encourage you to give this a try. I was like, oh, I don't need another pillow. Yeah, I needed another pillow, and I'm glad I got another pillow. Two of them, in fact. And two for my parents, in fact. So that would make four pillows. So head on over to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, promo code Bards. Of course, there's everything else you need there for your bedroom and your sleep experience, from Giza cotton sheets to comforters. And you have amazing duvets that go over the comforters. And you've got the My Slippers, even at the My Coffee. But that new MyPillow 2.0 is something else. And right now they're on sale for buy one, get one free. So again, MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. Your promo code is Bards. And then with every purchase, you know you're supporting what frankly is not only that I would call it the best company in America, but like the only company in America that's been able to tangle with the big boys, stay alive, fight for liberty, fight for election integrity. By the way, who else is talking about election integrity these days? Uh, well, Mike Lindell is. There you go. So MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, promo code Bards. Let me just play you a short piece. As I mentioned, we're going to just do a couple news points here before we get into the discussion about Bards Fest. And this, I'm doing this for a reason because I'm kind of setting the stage. But I want you to hear this piece today, and it's disturbing. And I, it's, it's, it really had me irritated to the point of irate that we're actually part of a government now that is 
allowing chemical weapons to be used on Russians. If you have any doubt about this, take a look at the video that's on Gateway Pundit on this story. And if you have the stomach for it, you can watch a couple of Russian soldiers die as their bodies shake and shimmer in the water as they literally die because of a chemical weapon that the Ukrainians dropped on top of them. Take a listen to this. Are Ukrainian forces actively dropping chemical weapons on Russian soldiers using drones? Now, this would be a war crime. Videos have emerged over the past couple of days showing Ukrainian soldiers outfitting drones with what appears to be canisters of some sort of chemical agent. We don't know. Other videos have emerged showing these drones dropping these canisters on Russian soldiers. The videos are horrible to watch uh, as soldiers writhe around on the ground. Uh, convulsing, having seizures, and of course dying uh, moments later. We're not going to show you those videos. You can seek them out if you want to. And of course, all of this comes almost 20 years to the day when Colin Powell famously held up a little white vial of what appeared to be anthrax. At the time, we now know that, that it was faked and got us into a war in Iraq where millions of people lost their lives. A man who tried to prevent that war knows a lot about chemical weapons and weapons in general is former UN weapons inspector Scott Ritter, who warned us all about the lies that we were about to see on that day. And Scott joins us now. Uh, good to see you, Scott. Welcome to the show as usual. Um, you know, it's interesting. I, this, of course, the story about Ukraine is amazing. And you, with your experience trying to warn the world of the lies that were being perpetrated in Iraq, when you hear these stories coming out of Ukraine, these videos emerging of purported chemical weapons being outfitted on drones, what happens in your brain? Like, is there like a, an alert that goes off? How do you assess what you're seeing in Ukraine versus what you knew happened in Iraq 20 years ago? Well, first of all, <clears throat> I have to take the uh, the videos at face value. Um, you know, being an inspector, uh, you know, I, I, I cut my teeth on the concept of trust but verify, uh, meaning that, you know, I, I can my eyes can trust something. I can I can hear people talk, but I really need to verify. So <clears throat> we have uh, you know videos that uh, have clearly identifiable people in them. We know who these people are. They 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 brag who they are. Uh, and they're claiming to be producing um, what looks like to be a, a hydrogen cyanide type weapon, which is a you know a, a, a deadly gas. I just remind people that if you bite into a cyanide capsule, uh, you will die. Um, hydrogen cyanide uh, is is a deadly gas and that will kill you. Um, and they're 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 they they appear to be producing canisters designed to be dropped from drones um, filled with this deadly uh, chemical agent. So. You know, and then we have the video, as you said, I, I saw it. It's not an easy watch. It's uh, in fact, is it sickened me um, and broke my heart um, because clearly the, the guy was struggling to live. He wanted to live. That was a human being who did not want to die. And he was being subjected to one of the worst deaths imaginable. Um, I don't want to get into you know what hydrogen cyanide does, but it's it's not pretty. Um, and his death wasn't pretty. And again, um, you know, I want to trust that that video is showing me what it shows. Um, but you need, you, you do need verification. But then let me let me talk about double standards here. If we had a government, uh, if we had a videotape showing Syrian government forces bragging about how they were going to produce a chemical agent and deploy it by a drone, uh, and then we had a video that showed a drone strike against, say, a white helmet 
uh, or some sympathetic uh, figure you know, to the United States, uh, some of the Kurdish uh, people that we claim to support in northern Syria, and showing a Kurdish fighter writhing the death on the ground in the most horrific fashion. I can guarantee you the United States would be holding an emergency session of the Security Council right now, demanding a full-scale investigation by the um, Organization for the Prohibition of Chemical Weapons, OPCW, uh, backed by the United Nations. They'd be seeking a Chapter 7 resolution by the Security Council to hold those who perpetrated this accountable, meaning that they would use military force in response. That's what the United States would be doing. But there's silence. Silence, yeah. deafening silence right now. Crickets. The world is silent. The world is silent as Russian soldiers are being gassed. And we're okay, I guess, as a culture to constantly be pumping weapons into Ukraine and, w and waging a proxy war against Russia. This is a pretty sick time. And this today was a new escalation. This is a new level of insanity. The only thing beyond chemical weapons, and since we are a belligerent partner in this, and we are fighting a proxy war against Russia, the only thing that steps beyond this is nuclear weapons. So as we will do tonight, and we'll do a lot, we're going to be, have to be praying a lot for the mercy of our nation. But we're going to have to start setting up the focus of really what we're trying to achieve here with Bard's Fest. This isn't just a get-together. This is really pretty significant. And I'm setting the context tonight this way because I really want to set the importance of what we're trying to accomplish in Bard's Fest this year. I got a call from Jamie and, and Rob from Aggie to do Banners for Freedom. And the night that I announced Bardsfest, Rob sent me a text literally within five minutes. And he said, hey, God put on my heart, we're going to go do a, a RV rally. We're going to start, we're going to move across the country and we're going to be driving and doing these spot rallies and all to bring people to Jesus and do some deliverance work and intercession work. And we're going to be just, everything is about putting eyes on God. And that happened five minutes after I announced Bards Fest, after I got off the show. I've talked to more people. There's another big part, some groups, groups up in Portland that are trying to do the same thing. And there's big activities going down in uh, Glad Tidings Church. There's a lot of things happening around the nation right now. And a lot of people that usually don't get the attention that aren't formally trained in seminary, thank goodness, are all getting the same word. The time is now. The time is now to stand up. The time is now to mobilize. The time is now for God's children to come into the light and to be there. This is a very significant year. I don't, I don't profess to know where it's going. I can give you my thoughts. I wouldn't proclaim that they're God's word by any means, but I will definitely say that we are heading into something rather dramatic this year. And I think we can attest to that pretty well by what's happened in the first 31 days in January and now 10 days into February. We've seen things move at an unbelievable rate. In fairness to what's going on in Congress, we're seeing amazing levels of truth dropping out. And we're starting to see reveals that we didn't think that we would actually see. Just to that point, take a listen to this short piece here, which is rather stunning um, short piece on a bill that was just put forth by Texas Republican Bob Hall. Take a listen. Anybody else curious why a Republican from Texas by the name of Bob Hall proposed a law 
that states any food containing material from human aborted fetuses must be clearly labeled. Yeah, he put that bill up. So I don't, you know, and then when you start to see things like this, you're starting to understand the magnitude of the corruption and evil that we're dealing with. Hopefully everybody's already there, but for those that are new or those that are awakening, the level of evil that we're dealing with is unprecedented. And the way we're going to break that ultimately is our actions on the ground. This is literally, Barsfest is literally the raising up of a community level ministry for each person that comes. And, and that to me is really the, going to be one of the primary focuses this year in getting people together. As we're moving through with Bards Fest, we're planning, and we've started, and we have our we have our planning team. I'm um, all of the there is a Bards Fest 2023 space on Telegram. Our mod Nikki set that up, and you can put your ideas in there. We're looking, we're we're watching all the channels, but we're trying to kind of narrow, kind of focus and consolidate everything into that channel, but. We're looking for ideas. We want to hear your ideas because this is about people coming together. But I do know that there's some things that I, God's put on my heart that we need to be focused on. These are going to be at least three events, and I don't know if we can do more. Uh, three is probably going to be the max. Um, maybe one more, and I'll just. But there may be some other related events, but not specifically Bard's Fest. The idea of these festivals is to really, obviously, the center point of these festivals is our praise and worship and love in God and Jesus. That's everything's built around that. But the the structure of these is going to be built on the seven pillars of county by county. And I'll just go through those very quickly. Pillar one is home churches. Pillar two is homeschooling. Pillar three is our patriot gardens. Pillar four is right work. In other words, working with your gifts and talents to build a a business or work on your own, not dependent on the corporate yoke. Pillar five is health and wellness, which is all about breaking away from the corporate medical tyranny and having building out a localized capacity within our homes and outward that we can no longer have to rely on any sort of corporate medical at all. And that also means embracing brilliant alternative methods, which include frequency and include energy healing, prayer healing, and herb healing, tinctures, all those sorts of things. Pillar six is informed action, and then has kind of two veins on informed action. Informed action is looking at what's going on in your local communities to know who's influencing who to basically build out the political maps and equally build out the maps of the dirt bags that are trying to steal children, push drugs, that sort of thing, so that we can start to build our own understanding of our criminal criminality and influence both positive and negative within the political space, as well as the political space includes educational, by the way. And then we need to build out, in terms of informed action, we need to build out knowledge libraries, which need to be based in paper, not based in digital. And then we, the seventh pillar of that is stewardship and conservation. So that's also where we would wrap in 
a lot. And by the way, informed action will also include actions such as state, national, and other things like that. Getting to understand your true rights as a sovereign, and then your your next your last piece is conservation and stewardship, which is to look at all the ways that we can reuse, use, steward what we have better. That it, that ties everything together. And within all of that, we're going. We would be looking at also some alternative currency issues, which is barter and trade, gold, silver, that sort of thing. So that's the kind of overarching themes that we're going to be pushing through Bardsfest. And I think it's extremely important because so much of the world right now is being shaped by an entertainment that would be best described as bread and circuses. I want to play this short piece here by Bill Cooper. If you don't know who Bill Cooper is, he's legend in the truther community. He had it down. He understood it a long time ago. Bill Cooper was killed by the U.S. Marshals basically for not paying his taxes, just so we're clear. They had a target on his back a long time. But let me play this and kind of get to, we'll, we'll continue after this. I don't care how long he works and I don't care what he does. There is no job worth $2 million a year. That's why they pay athletes these fantastic salaries. I was listening to the radio the other day. They just contracted to pay one, one player on one team $6 million a year. Can you believe this? And why is that? It's the Roman circus. What does the emperor do when the people become restive and when the people are asking questions and when the people don't like the policies of the emperor? He sends them to the circus. He creates a circus. He builds a giant coliseum. And he begins to throw the Christians to the lions. And he has great chariot races and football games and basketball games all to keep the idiots preoccupied with things that don't mean anything in the scheme of the entire world so that they don't have the time to learn what the truth is so they don't ever get smart enough to learn how they're being manipulated so they don't ever question the emperor that's why they pay a player on a football team or a baseball team a million or two million or three million dollars a year it is the Roman circus. We don't need more Roman circus. A lot of what we are faced with in a culture continues to be the informational space is still an edu- is still an edu- a, uh, entertainment space. A lot of what Bardsfest needs to represent is coming together. And that is literally getting to see each other face to face. I'm getting a lot of emails of people asking about connectivity. Do you know somebody in the Bards Nation near me? Bards Fest this year are going to be geared towards building out those networks because we're going to need them. When I subtitled the show tonight, or I just, I titled the show tonight, Bards Nation Rising, and this has been really big on my heart and in coming out a lot in prayer. We've had now coming up on four years of building out this network, and we have built out a, some amazing foundation in faith and the rock of faith. I know that one of the things God's put on my heart very clearly is that Bars Nation is spread out everywhere for a reason, because each of us becomes a very critical node in what is to come. I'm not forecasting end times. I'm, I don't do that, because I don't think it is end times, but I do think it's an end of an era. 
an end of a political class, an end of a type of living which has been built around perpetual war, enslavement through debt, and a whole variety of other things. And the awakening that we're facing now is coming into some new challenges, as we know. As we watch one aspect of the battles fall, and one of those aspects of the battle which we have fought aggressively, we've had a measurable success, but there's still a lot of casualty, and that was the injection. We spent a lot of time in in Bartsfest 1 focusing on the medical tyranny and the medical knowledge. That's not going to be a highlight this year. We have that. We fought that battle. Now we're focused on healing. Now we're focused on steps forward. Now we're focused on empowerment because each one of us is going to need to have skills and have the, at least have the exposure to skills that is going to be necessary as, the, as these days and weeks and months continue. And each one is going to need to be exposed to a lot of different things, and that's what this is about. It isn't one thing or the other. And I'm going to tell you, I know people like their little niches. You have to think of yourself as a special forces operator that's going to have to learn a multiplicity of skills if you don't already. And part of Bartsfest is to open up a lot of those channels to expose people to a lot of things. So we're in the process of the initial planning. The initial planning phases right now are site identification and location and securing. So that's, we're looking at three locations, potentially four, but I don't think we can, I don't think physically and in time-wise we can squeeze four in. We'll see. But we'll definitely be tar- targeting for three, and I don't have those locations to give you yet. But that's moving relatively quickly. We're then looking, we want to get as many people, they want to volunteer as possible. So on the Bard's, Nation on this Bards Nation or Bards Fest 2023 page or in the Bards family room or wherever. We want to hear volunteers. Now, in the in the newsletter I put out, which will come out on Sunday morning this week, regularly Friday, but this week we've had some a couple things we had to change. The newsletter will come out on Sunday morning. There's going to be a new contact email address for people to send in ideas and and offer yourself for volunteering. We're looking at kind of two categories, volunteers and then people that might be interested in giving a class or an instruction. So those are important pieces. And don't take it personally if you're not accepted. We're going to go through a lot of things and, and qualify that within the boundaries and within the framing of what we need and what we're accomplished. But we also need to know where you live. You don't have to give your address, but we do need to know your region. So at least a state. And because we need to get an idea of where we're going to break people down as primary volunteers by region as we move forward and map out where these things are going to be. Once we establish the locations and once we start to break down the volunteers, one of the things that we have to commit to if we're going to make this work is that we have to start not only getting together as volunteers in your regional area, but then you have to start bringing in your friends and your family and it get and expanding out the reach of Bardsfest. One of the things, and integrated into all this, by the way, is going to be at Bardsfest the podcasting issue that I've talked about. So we're, that will be the podcasting issue is moving forward in parallel 
we're a couple weeks behind just on the web stuff, but that's moving out in parallel because our goal still is 500 podcasters, county-level podcasters by the end of the year. But there will be focuses on that podcasting, which would fall into informed action in the, in the seven pillars. We're going to be pushing those podcasting classes and so forth as at each of the locations. So it's important that people, once we start to break out, the volunteers need to come together and start getting organized. What, in the first Bards Fest, the work was pretty much put on the shoulders of a few to present a festival for the many. This is a different orientation this time. This is, we are going to set up regional centers. We will do a generalized fundraising to help support the cost of each center. But we're going to be looking for volunteers to come together to build out a festival for the communities and the regions that they're in. So now we're, we're expanding that reach. And what's really important is that we start to look at this as a truly a Christian walk in the event. One of the most profound things that happens in crisis, and it always happens in crisis like this, is it's Christians, good Christians, walking with Jesus, end up leading and being there to give and support the communities. This is the vision I have for Bard's Nation. We have to be prepared for ourselves not to just huddle around ourselves and rally around a Bard's flag. This is about us going into the world as disciples, but being prepared and connected with one another so that we can start organizing and working together to affect big things under a principle and idea that we've all come together on here on this channel. This step here is really significant that we're in right now. And it's a big step towards taking what we talk about, what we what we do within our closed circles, our tight communities, and bringing it into the world to make a significant difference and be there not only to aid and assist as things move forward, but most importantly, to bring people the comfort and joy that happens in their relationship in Christ. But it goes further because this is also going to be an era where we're heading into where we have to start trusting and believing in the power of the supernatural God. We have to start leaning into that and seeking that hands-on healing, deliverance work, literally. These sorts of things are the power that we were told that we have and we have to believe in it and start bringing it to life. This is Bard's Nation, and this is principally what we're trying to accomplish here with all of this, these connectivities and these festivals. So it's, it's going to be an amazing time for, fest, for festivities. It's going to be an amazing time for fellowship. But there's some real meat on the ground type things that we have to get clear on and what we're trying to accomplish. Because where I see this collective group, which I always remember this saying from Battlestar Galactica, the ragtag fugitives fleet. That's kind of us, right? Except that that ragtag fugitive fleet happens to be part of the 19% that didn't take the injection. Happens to be a leader in establishing small community gardens, homeschooling setting up home churches, getting helping one another to set up their own businesses, right work, leading in medical knowledge, in, in natural remedies. I mean, this is the community we have built. We're all part of this. And now it's time to bring that and grow it more and to showcase it to those that have never heard about it so that we can expand that community and that community reach. And that's the principle of the regional festivals. Ideally, the festivals will run in a framework something like this. There will be, it will begin somewhere around a Wednesday afternoon. 
where people can come in. There will be a lot of emphasis on camping. There will be hotels near any location we have, but the focus will be a lot more on camping and community coming together. My idea is that in each night that we're there, which would be a Wednesday night, would be a big dinner to come together, a dinner that is put on by us for everybody. And then we go into Thursday night or Thursday all day, Friday all day, which would be seminars and classes and teachings and festivities, very much like Bard's one, and then close out by no later than 2 o'clock on Saturday so that there's a time for cleanup and close all of it out and be gone. So people then who want to stick around can if they want to just hang out, but otherwise everybody gets a Sunday to travel. It's a little different in days from the first one and a little bit shorter too. Very intense, very focused. It will take a lot of groundwork to make this come together. And I have a lot of faith in the talent that we have out here, and I think it can come together in a brilliant way. I also expect that some of the festivals will take on a little different flavor by region, depending on what people want to focus on. But there has to be some core themes, and and there has to be a, a framework, and that framework will remain county by county. We have some great talent. In our, in our ranks. And we have the three people right now that are, are part of the, just the initial coordination team. Tracy, who is very active in Bards Fest 1. Nikki, who is our mod, and she was very active in Bards Fest 1. And Hannah, who's my assistant, who is very active in Bards Fest 1. That's kind of your coordination team, and I'm overseeing that. Teddy, who is a Bear, a.k.a. Bear, is going to be working a lot of the logistics aspects. So the team is initially in place. And now we're going to move forward as we break this out into regional. Your knowledge, your expertise, your connectivity is going to become paramount to make this come together. I want you to take a listen to this piece here. It's disturbing, and it's one of the things that keeps racking on me on really what our greater mission has to be. This has got to be one of the most discouraging stats that I've seen. In a recent study, pastors across the nation were asked, how do they measure success? And they gave five measurements. And I want you to hear what pastors across the nation and around the world are saying that they think success looks like, and it ought to break your heart. Number one, they say, of course, church attendance. If we get more butts in the seats, that means we're successful. Number two, dollars donated. Number three, the number of programs offered. Four, the number of staff people that are hired. And number five, the square footage of their facilities, Jesus did not die to fill auditoriums or to grow your building program. He didn't even die to make bad people good. He died to make dead men live again. And I think it's time we get back to the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Wow, what a novel concept, getting back to the glory of the the gospel of Jesus Christ. Guess what? We're going to be doing a lot of it. And that has to be a lot of the theme. Lacking the relationship in Christ and the pursuit of that in these festivals, we just become another country fair. That's not what we're doing here. And all of this is framed around where, we're, where we are and where we're going in a belief system and an understanding that we are literally living in one of the greatest spiritual wars in human history. And what is to come is unknown, but there's no question, like I said, that these are going to be years of shakeup. And we're in an amazing challenge, as you've heard me speak a lot, a lot about especially this week, this challenge now, this dividing road that's happening even within the Patriot ranks, that there is the AI component that's now put in and is very active. I'm not interested in the AI component. And what I'm, and though there may be some talks in terms of the threat of AI and other things, the focus is literally on the gifts and talents, the hand skills, the things that we can do and we can make, the gifts, the, the aspects of doing in our community. It's a doing-type festival. 
And that's where the where we have to get that orientation going. So people leave with ideas. People leave inspired to head into their communities and start working again. The one thing to understand is building connectivity is going to be important and networking because each of us sit in a, in a place where I believe truly God has placed us. And for a particular reason, it doesn't mean you get to have an army of people. This is also a refuel, re-energize time where you get to come together, be with people you, you, you have common belief with, have great conversations, great fellowship, because stepping back, we have to double down and quadruple down in what we're doing in our local worlds. This is a this to me is a very critical development in this whole movement we've been creating. We haven't run big banner signs up. We're not trying to run a big nonprofit. We'll you know and make it an organization like that. Not at all, because discipleship doesn't need that. We will give some targeted mechanisms for fundraising to cover the costs of this as we go forward, and that'll be very transparent. As I told you, I'm looking at. I do, and we can do a run on the Founders Bible. I have to figure out where our breakpoints are and how many we have to sell and to get a custom um, Bard's Nation with, an, with like a Bard's Nation insert into the Founders Bible. That's not an issue that we, can, we have to worry about. I can get that done. I've talked to Brad about it, and Brad's completely on board with it, is very excited about doing it. We have to look at the target on that, the, the printing of that, and what's realistic in expectations in terms of unit sales and how many are going to be needed to do a print run. I do think it's something that can be tied into this fundraising for Bards Fest, but it, I don't believe that the Bible itself will be ready for Bards Fest. As long as people can accept that, I think that that would be an honest way of getting two birds with one stone, basically getting a great Bible in people's hands that has a custom 12 or so page insert in the front talking about a range of things around the philosophies of Bard's Nation, Bard's of War, Black Robe Regiment, a variety of other things. And having that as well as being able to have the Bible and develop a, a fundraising mechanism for the festival, or festivals plural. So those are different things. We are going to have swag this year and it's I've been promising that but we're basically almost there we're just getting into our pricing this weekend to try to get that ready the website's ready to roll and the print is stuff is all set up and going so those are ready t-shirts are ready so we have that going so there's going to be a lot of different things happening a lot of pieces in movement and there's going to be a lot of opportunity to be involved so I would really encourage you if you want to be involved do be patient in this first few weeks as we get all of these things consolidated and start to get back to people. But we want this to be an involved action where we're coming together and doing these things. Now, one of the things that we do a lot of obviously is online. And this piece here, I think is very important, especially as we head in with the frame set, our mind and our headset, as far as what we're trying to accomplish. Again, we're trying to make a distinction between just activism online versus being active in the world as representatives of Christ. This is a great perspective here, and a lot of what he's getting at in this piece, which he refers to as the new religion, centers on intent. And intent is, is everything about what we're trying to accomplish. 
fastest growing religion in the world isn't Christianity and it's not Islam either. And even if you worship in one of those ways, chances are your grandchildren won't. Because this new up and coming world religion has seeped into every aspect of our lives and most of us haven't even realized it. Has. It affects how we spend our time, how we help the needy, the things that we stay away from because we're afraid of the repercussions that are going to come from our actions. And the scary thing about this new world religion is it has more missionaries than all other world religions combined. You don't see them coming and you accept their message without even realizing that you have. So what's this new religion? It's this. These have the power to become humanity's new deity and it's already happening before our very eyes. Just think about it. Old world religions determined how they lived for fear of God's wrath and judgment or in hopes that they would bless their lives for doing the things that they thought he wanted them to do. Whatever that God looked like, that's how most people throughout history have lived. And that's how we're starting to live today. There's certain things that we will not do for fear of being canceled. And these algorithms are the new gods, rewarding people for certain acts of charity. They punish us for mocking the wrong groups of people. And every single time one of us uploads a piece of content to these devices, we're preaching the gospel of clickbait and sensationalism. And all of this might not seem like a religion to you, but as more generations grow up understanding that these devices and our presence on them is going to be what determines our influence, our ability to achieve success, our ability to be accepted by society, all you have to do is give it a couple generations and you'd agree with me. Just a couple generations and they can change the world. That's always what they do. We have to keep our, our intent where it needs to be, which is always eyes on Christ in all of this and to build a very powerful and an integrated system where we have, we're building relationships not only within our community, but building relationships outside. And that's where, as we will have some partners along the way with this, even in talking to uh, Rob and Jamie Aggie with Banners for Freedom, they're trying to, we're trying to coordinate so that their tour will overlap with one or more Bards Fest so that they can be there as well. We're I've talked to the resistance chicks about coming in. We're trying to bring other communities in together and integrate these. I saw, I'm seeing a couple comments I just want to mention here in uh, chat. So someone said, some made a comment about it. It's unfortunate we're not going to all be together in the same place. Go to all three. <laughs> That's all I'm going to tell you. Or get with the people you want to find and come together. This is a much bigger issue here than just a singular, fe singular festival. This is about spreading the, the beauty and love of all we have across this nation and also being practical about time and travel. Someone asked um, about whether, where is this information? This information is not on a website yet. That's why we're doing these updates here on the podcast. This information will become available on the pod, on the website here in the next couple of weeks once we get some things pinned down. That's why we're in this pre-planning phase but getting people's heads up on what's coming so that people know what's going on. Someone asked about lanyards. Yes, we'll have ID and lanyards. Don't worry. That'll be there'll be a lot of security wherever we go. So all that's good. As someone's asking if we're going to be in Oregon, I said it again. I don't know the locations yet. So I'm going to keep saying this. The locations have not been determined. Okay? They will be determined. And when they are determined, you will be the first to know with dates. And there's a lot of logistics questions and re requirements that go into locating a space. So we will see. There'll be one definitely on the West Coast. There will be one ideally Midwest and one towards the East, though I'm not gonna I'm not in, gonna push deep into the East Coast. That I'm just not gonna do. So we're gonna have that sort of range. So we're going to have 
we're going to have a lot of things moving on. At this point, I'm because I keep seeing this come up. Oregon is not on the map for a Bards Fest, just so we're clear. It's not on the map. So there's other things that are on the map in other locations. So we'll see. And this is this year we'll set up three locations. We'll see how it goes. This is a big growth from the first year, and then we'll see how this grows forward on. The other aspect about this, once we get these anchored down, if you are so inclined and want to have a local festival of a, of a different kind or of a smaller kind, you're welcome to do that. But we're going to be focusing on three primary festivals this year to inspire and to get things rolling. So that will be, that will be good. So um, <laughs> one of our questions has been, can we shoot a zombie event? Can we have a shoot the zombie event? Sure, we can have a shoot the zombie event. I have no problem. We use paintball. And we can have people running around with a with a uh, a Fochi mask and a Biden mask. I mean, that'd be good. I have no problem with that. But that would be good. That'd be an exciting time. You can train like the Marines have been training since they've been training under the zombie apocalypse training guide of the CDC. That's good. So anyway, um, anyway, I, I'm just gonna leave it at that. The decisions are being made. People are going to have to travel. They're not going to be in every state. I know people would like one in every state. And like when everyone, every, everyone would like it in their own state, not going to happen that way. So we're, we're, there's a lot of discussions of the best facilities that will support this sort of thing where we can have indoor, outdoor capability, camping capability, kitchen capability, things like this with enough, uh, with enough local hotels to support what we want and enough space and resources there to do the training that we want to do. So all of these things are being discussed, and we will sort out what's best here very soon let you know, but this is, gives you the update where we are with Bart's Fest, which I know there's a lot of people asking questions, and that's why I wanted to do this tonight. Um, but our mission is important, and it, it's it's not just a fun, it is a fun event, will be a fun event, but there's a serious mission to all of this is my point. And a lot of this is to, again, emphasizing skills, emphasizing that focus and grounding that we need, the building of community, and most importantly, being prepared to step into our world's as disciples with that orientation to really start forging and building the strength of community as God would want us to do as we go through a tremendous change. There's going to be enough change and people are going to be pretty shaken. And um, that's already happening. I just read a post today and it's it's just indicative of what we're seeing. The person just made the comment, is there, I'll give them credit, they're honest. They said, I am beginning to wake up and I'm starting to see with clear eyes and I am scared as shite. I mean, they, they get it. And that's exactly what begins to happen as people start to realize just how massive this crazy evil is. And I don't know that, you know, even from a, from a self-reflective point of view, it's important to take an inventory and realize if you're here, how far you've come, how far we as a group has, have come, and how important that stability and that anchor in God really is for so many that are still wondering. It's going to be a very important point of what we do in this world. We are a big part in the many ways of the change coming and is continuing to be creating a very loving and very powerful world that's very focused on the right principles of living, the reset of morality, the establishment of accountability, and truly living a righteous life. Patriots, with that, um, there's always, always some questions. I'll just finish up a couple. There's always a question about handguns. Probably not. 
and, and um, we'll try find locations. I mean, as far as training, probably not. There's an enormous liability that goes along with that when you're doing festivals. We may be able to provide some off-site things if there's a gun shop nearby that we can partner with or something like that. That's fine. Um, but that's not that's not really the priority of stuff we're having. I've had someone write in already about self-defense stuff. Again, probably not. You're not going to get much out of it in two days. Um, probably a more beneficial would be maybe situational awareness. We'll see. But um, we have to we have to take and create a very focused agenda when we get here because there's going to be a lot of there's people and there's time and there's focus of what people can can endure. So. We will do what we can to provide and address um, these requests. But um, again, keep in mind the framework of the seven pillars. That's really kind of where we're going. Patriots, with that, let's pray. Father God, we are blessed to have this fellowship of coming together and to have the opportunity now again with the nudge that you gave us to literally start moving forward in a very aggressive way to establishing multiple Bards Fest this year in what we really deem as a critical year, at least as you put on our hearts. We pray right now for just an excitement and of energy to be able to inspire ideas, to get people to really be uh, focused on where the sorts of things that they think will be beneficial and to pray into this, Father, that we can all start coming together and do the most important things as we have this festival, which is to build and strengthen the fellowship between one another, to continue to build our strength in the body of Christ, to keep uh, very vigilant on our focus of what our purpose and intent is here, which is far more than just the physical skills, but much deeper into the spiritual aspect of things, the spiritual skills, especially of healing and deliverance, and to really take advantage of this opportune time to come together and maximize our prayer together for the mercy and healing of this nation and the many who have been victimized by this hellish government that is currently running this world. So, Father, we, we close tonight as well with a prayer for our nation and a prayer for so many that have been damaged. This is a difficult time. In the reflection of Bard's Fest one, two years ago, when we were just heading into this, unknowing of how much damage would incur, but now we're beginning to see that damage. And we're beginning to see the, the pain that has carried on now for a couple of years. And we're seeing this rogue and irresponsible, villainous government now support actions of, of war in something we never asked to be part of. Continue to be divisive and hateful, to try to stir and clamor the scars of blood that seem never to heal. So our prayers rest tonight with just the heart, healing of the heart, that we as people can find our way back together, that we as people can start rejecting these fools that think that they can run the world, that we as people can ultimately lead the world back to a justice, and that for every person that put their finger on the idea of going to war in this time, to harming others without regard for anything other than themselves and their profit, for every person that was involved in this vax, May they find a measure of justice that will remind them of what true accountability is. Let us heal, Father. Let us come together and, and celebrate that glory that you bring in this world. We just ask for your blessings and the, the resources needed to accomplish all of this in a glorious way. And may this year be a memorable year as it was 
in the first event. May this be as equally memorable and significant to people who attend and for all those that watch. We say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Lots ahead, lots of busy times ahead. So again, um, the, the newsletter will go out Sunday morning. Um, and I know people keep saying they didn't get it. Just send emails. Once you get the contact email at the bottom, if you're not, and I'll get you, I'll give you that Sunday night because I don't have it set up yet. Um, but we'll, um, we'll take care of that. And then you can email over if you're not getting the newsletter. And then in the newsletter, that's the email contact will be there as well to, uh, for ideas, for wanting to volunteer and so forth. So all of that will come out on Sunday. Okay. With that, Patriots, I hope you have a very blessed Saturday and a blessed weekend. This has been an interesting week of crazy. Keep your prayers up for our nation. We need a lot of them right now, a lot of prayers for mercy. We seem to be wanting to create a war very desperately here, and there's a lot of people that that's all they have left. Let's pray for the wiser heads to rise up above this, and let's praise those that have maintained a sort of temperance and restraint from wanting to go full ballistic, which this is a time when it seems pretty easy to go there. And let's also pray for the continued exposure of the fools so that we know who they are. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land, expand the kingdom, subdue the enemy, mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe, to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal, but that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait, but this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. 
This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. 